On Your Neighbor Is, we aim to bring you the stories of everyday people and their creative pursuits and passions. We pass by so many people in our daily cycles and don't always get to know the ones who are around us. So on our podcast, we want to highlight some of these people, people that could even live on your same block, as we push your slogan, get to know your neighbors. Welcome to our podcast. This is Your Neighbor Is. My name is Gabe. My name is Brian. And we are your hosts. How you doing, Brian? I'm doing good. I'm doing very well on this historic day. Um, yes, sir. It's not just, just a regular Saturday, it's not. I know, yeah. We woke up to some extra good news. This racist fuck is out of the White House. <laughs> if, um, if Joe could cue fuck Donald Trump right now and we wouldn't get like copyright and shit like that, I would play it. But You might have to like do your own version of it. <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah <laughs> we got we just got to start harmonizing it yeah right yeah <laughs> look for the official your neighbor is cover as we yes. launch our youtube exactly. uh, channel <laughs> that's a good idea <laughs> aside from that on today's episode we got the homie nabil who's Ew. just like a crazy creative all around does many different things and yeah how you doing bro good chill man you gotta start like writing my bios like i suck at those <laughs> Hey, well, it's it's hard, you know, like as yeah, Dave yeah. said, when, you know, you got your hands in a lot of different shit. Uh, yeah, exactly. Definitely a modern day renaissance man of sorts. I just try to stay busy. That's the best way to put it. For sure. But uh, yeah, so usually the way we start the whole thing off is we ask you, you know, where you grew up and, you know, what life was like in your neighborhood and how it impacted you into diving into all the creative pursuits that you've been doing since you know whatever age you started dope yeah um well thanks for having me yeah so born and raised jersey city new jersey 201 what's up and yeah i lived there whole life went to high school here college grammar school like everything so i used to live on a block called claremont and i used to be between like the west side and the boulevard and if you're from here you kind of know those and yeah like there my whole life and just kind of roaming around town discovering new shit, making friends. And yeah, it's like, we're very New York adjacent. So like I was there growing up, like, like I'd skip class with my homies and we go to Soho and like go to Yellow Rat Bastard and like stuff like that. Nice. <laughs> it's like a general Jersey City upbringing. Yeah, playing basketball with the homies, and riding bikes and shit like that. And uh, I mean, I don't know, I guess doing that and like just like being down for whatever is the best way to describe kind of how I got started creatively. Just always being down to like just trying new things. And I know in, like, Jersey City, I mean, from the times I've been out there, there's definitely, like, a big community of artists, it seems like. So if all your homies were doing the same thing and you're growing up in that environment, it's only, like, natural that you'd get into it, too. Yeah, you you always, like, knew, like, five homies who were, like, always doing something. Like, you have friends who are, like, amazing at tech deck. Like, just, like, right. those kids things. Like, growing yeah, up, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you two, like, could see walk and, like, you just around a bunch of talented people in, like, a very uh, diverse area. And the funny thing is, you don't realize it until, like, you meet other people, and you're like, oh, you only had, like, half a black person in your town? I'm like, <laughs> I have, like, every race around me, like, by the time I was, like, in first grade, and I'm like, yeah, this is so normal to me. Yeah, I mean, we have that same diverse community right in Teaneck, and I think it's the same thing when we go to towns, or even, like, when I went to college and stuff, and you're, you know, it's mostly white people, it's like, it's it's almost like a culture shock, but then yeah, it's also, not totally. I don't know. Yeah, I was, like, <laughs> I was talking about, like, 
probably one of my bosses now. And like, she was like, yeah, when I grew up, my school had half a black person. And it was later because he was like half black and half like Asian or something. And I'm like, that's fucking nuts. Yeah, that's (laughs) It's just insane. Yeah. And and especially in the same county, Bergen County, like you mentioned, you know, and Hudson and everything just in North Jersey, uh, you know, such a populous area of the country, but just certain pockets where diversity lives. And it's just kind of crazy. You know, we grew up in Teaneck, like Gabe mentioned, but you go a couple towns over to, I don't know, Wyckoff, something like that. It's completely different. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It's nuts. So was there one thing you sort of latched on to first? Hmm. I mean, you know, Gabe mentioned you kind of started as a photographer, but for the folks at home following along, you know, you definitely got your hands in a lot of different things, photography, design, apparel, art. Uh, Is there one thing that sort of kicked it all off for you? Yeah, definitely. Um, it started off at photography, and it was, like, in uh, college, which is, like, I guess I had a kind of a late start, but, like, an early start compared to, like, people now. I don't know. I was in school for, uh, I think my major was still, I think I was just doing English or whatever. And uh, I, like, knew I didn't want to be in school. That was, like, my main thing. And then, uh, yeah, I just started, like, shooting around with, like, an iPhone camera and then learned more about just, like, regular cameras. Discovered Instagram, you know, lo and behold. And then started using it just to, like, show off my city or whatever. And yeah, like kind of just got decent at it, I guess, because I'm still here, I guess. Uh, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like got decent at it. And yeah, just started doing photography for like streetwear brands and like stuff like that and like homies and shit. And yeah, that started off kind of everything and led me onto this like creative journey, I guess. And how did you, because I know like when I saw your photography in the beginning, a lot of it was like you said, like streetwear brands and like sneakers and like shooting the homies, like wearing all that gear. How did you link up with those brands initially? Did you just like know people? So I knew maybe like one person who had like a brand that like I knew of because it was like one of my brother's friends. But just kind of just going out there and just like being in the city all the time and just right. meeting, meeting random people. And like, I remember the first time I went to like Agenda, the trade show. That's when I really met like a lot of true people and like just kind of got really cool with everyone. Everyone needs a photographer at some point. And it was kind of just like, kind of just met a bunch of people and they were just like hey i like your work do you want to shoot stuff for us and it was kind of just first it was like for free just to like get exposure and then from there it turned to like hey we have this paid gig for you if you want to do it and i was like oh yeah totally like definitely get paid off this shit like it's like of who course doesn't, who doesn't yeah. want to get paid to do what they love to do right it's and then, dream. yeah yeah it's like awesome so yeah from there people just started knowing that like oh you're that kid who shoots all this stuff i'm like yeah i'm that guy um, <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah i just started just exploring new things it's funny if like you talk to different people, they met, met me at different stages of me learning photography because right. there are stages when I was just straight up just doing street style and like streetwear and then like I do architecture and stuff and then I started introducing like animations into things slowly as I started learning graphic design and it's like the constant theme around all my work was just, uh, that like it's constantly changing and you're never gonna get the same thing all the time, which is like perfect for me. Like I'm one of those people who like I get bored of things really easily. And if it's not becoming new and interesting, I'm like, oh, I don't really want to do this right now. So yeah. that's always been the thing. And like, <laughs> I mean, it's not conducive to like growing a huge Instagram following all the time. Because like, I think the main thing when I first started was like, oh, you do this one thing and that's it. And everyone knows you for this one thing and you get a bunch uh, of followers yeah. off that. But the thing is, I feel like it's grown a genuine community of people who like appreciate looking at me start new things all the time of like different tangents of me doing photography or design or like clothing and stuff like that. And I think people came to enjoy that. Yeah, I mean, especially since it's like you're trying out new things and you're doing it in like the public eye, but 
when you try it out, it's not like bad products are coming out of it. So I don't think anybody's like in your DMs like, bro, why don't you just get back to the photos, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, welcome. Thank God no one's, no one's been like, yo, this shit's trash. Stop shooting <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> I'd be like, oh, it's all dope. So nobody's like shooting you down for trying new things out. Even, I don't know if you guys see now, but um, I started doing this whole thing where I'm like painting clocks and shit. Yeah, and I saw that. To me, it's not fully there yet, but I'm still showing people like, oh, like this is one version of this. And then everyone in my DMs is like, oh, this is fire. But I'm the one being like, yeah, it's not there yet, though. I still got to figure <laughs> out. It's, it's so weird, like, because, like, I don't know, you're used to people just, like, tearing stuff down. So you're like, oh, you guys right. are so mad about this. But then it's, yeah, it's always great because no one ever really does. They look super encouraging. So it's dope to see. Yeah, I think every creative is, like, the first to shoot down their own work. <laughs> yeah. Literally. I definitely, like, I'll have, like, a song that I'm working on. But I send, like, so many, like, warnings about, like, yo, this is a draft. So, like, <laughs> so, like, don't, like, if you I think it's, it's trash. trash. <laughs> if you think it's trash, this isn't the <laughs> final product. So. I'm going to find something wrong with this. Don't worry about it. I understand. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah like, exactly. yeah, we got to get better about that. We got to stop doing that to each other. No, no. Totally. And just going back to what, what you said originally in the build, you were, like, kind of one person hit you up. And was like, hey, you know, I've got a job for you. And you were like, yeah. And then from that, you know, it kind of stemmed into getting other opportunities and doing other things and sort of building your profile, if you will. But I feel like it kind of also illustrated sort of like a catch-22 in this sort of creative work where it's like you need recognition to get a job, but you need jobs to get recognition, yeah. you know. And as somebody who clearly, you know, just from looking at your IG page and linking out to all these other, you know, dope pages and groups and businesses and stuff that you are connected to and just sort of scrolling through that, seeing you've got your got your hand in a lot of different things. What would be your advice maybe to somebody that is trying to break into one of these things but doesn't really know, like they know, hey, I've got, you know, an eye, I've got a voice, I've got a pen, whatever, but I don't really know how to sort of make people think of me as more of like somebody to hire for something oh totally somebody yeah, yeah. who's like oh that's dope on ig you know and that's it my advice would kind of just be like do it for yourself first and make sure people see the work because i think a lot of the times like gabe said like he'll send someone a draft and be like oh yeah this is a draft like don't worry it's not fixed it's not done yet like don't worry about if something's perfect put it out there and like you can improve it as it's going and like some people will see the idea before you fully see it so like you can put something out and it's not fully finished in your mind but people are like oh this is really cool i want you to kind of do that for me which happens like all the time like i start one thing and someone's like oh this is really dope uh you think you could do this for my brand or like do this for uh the thing i'm starting and i'm like oh yeah i can give it a shot like and it's the good thing is it's always like practice and you're gonna forever evolve it but right. the most important thing is just showing people like because no one there's like a million things on your feet all the time and people aren't going to just like ask you, oh, what are you working on? If you don't show them it. So I think the most important thing is like do it for yourself first and make sure people like just put it out there. I think a lot of people get st stuck in like not showing their work because they're like too scared to be judged about it or something. I guess luckily I wasn't given that warning in my mind to be like, oh, I shouldn't put this out. <laughs> right. But yeah, like I think that's a big thing. Like you could be the best person in the world. And like if you don't show anyone your work, no one's going to know that. So they're not going to be able to hire you, you know? I was just going to say, you're completely right that, you know, I think something that I've definitely recognized myself and I can totally see in a lot of people is like, you got to stop thinking that somebody's just going to 
bump into you at the grocery store and be like, wait, oh my, hold on. Are you graphic designer? <laughs> you give me those vibes, <laughs> you know? And yeah, you're like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely. <laughs> exactly, you know, and it's like, you know, it's good to like say it out loud because then you realize how silly it is. And mm-hmm. I think something that I always think is important for anybody trying to design something, put something out there is being true to themselves, you know? And how are you going to establish that if not by, you know, doing something for yourself and saying, hey, here's what I've got to bring to the table. And then, like you said, people recognize that and then they say, oh, wait, this guy could be dope for this thing I'm working on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, and I think a a key thing that you were saying is to, like, not hold on to your work. Like, just put it out there. Even if you don't think it's, like, completely finished, like, it's fine to still be growing within like that public sphere like people can see you on your path to getting to the point where you want to be it doesn't have to be some overnight thing you know yeah i think a lot of people expect it to be like oh i'm gonna post this and it's gonna go everywhere and i'm gonna hit this many followers i'm gonna get this many gigs and it's like no it's like you work at it every day yeah but uh yeah like it starts with you just being like fuck it i'm gonna take a step and do this i feel for a lot of people the first step's the hardest part and then like there's some people where it's the opposite where it's like they don't mind starting something but they don't know how to keep something going, kind of. And that's, that's like, the other part of, like, I guess everything I do, it's, like, how do you keep this interesting and keep it going instead of just, like, oh, I'm done with this. Like, this didn't go anywhere. Because a lot of people, they, they have, like, the, the first month, they're, like, super excited about something. And then when it doesn't go how they plan, they're, like, okay, I'm done with this. And it's, it's like, that's one of the things you have to, like, train yourself not to do. Yeah. Do you think that's, because I know, like we said, you started off with photography and now you've branched out into all these other things. Is kind of that what happened with photography? You kind of got like maybe bored with it or you were just interested in trying something new and that's why you dived into all these other things? Yeah, I think I just wanted to like switch it up. Like I still shoot here and there, more just for like homies and shit. And like I do stuff for work because I work in sneakers. So I, sh- I shoot all the time. So like to me, it became, I guess it became a job where it was like, oh, I'm just doing this just to like do it now. And I think the other part is it became an element of, like, my whole process. For example, like, when I'm doing apparel and stuff. So it starts with the graphic design, and then nine times out of ten, I end up shooting something with it. So it's like mm-hmm. I'm still using that skill, just in a different uh, light. And, like, people yeah. ask me, like, to shoot stuff all the time, and I'm just like, if we're, like, not, like, cool already, or, like, if I feel like someone else is better to help you, too, I'll just you use someone else. Like, I pass off photography gigs all the time to homies, because I'm like, dude, like, there's a lot of talented people who, like, do great work. Mm-hmm. And I feel like part of being creative is, like, you got to build your own community. So I feel like it just helps that. So I don't mind like not shooting something and like, yeah, like I'd rather just do design sometimes. Like I don't have to be around people all the time, which is kind of great in this, like what we have going on <laughs> yeah. right now. Like I can be in front of my computer and get gigs and like send stuff out and uh, like collaborate with people from all over the world. So it's kind of dope with photography. I feel like 90% of the time you have to be there unless you're, I guess, creative directing a shoot, but yeah, it's like a weird thing. But yeah, I don't know. A lot of people, I guess, thought I just completely stopped. And it's more so just like, oh, I just don't do it as much or showcase right. it as much as much because I feel like there's other interesting things that I'm doing. Yeah, I feel that. I mean, I think that's kind of like for myself part of, I mean, I didn't give up music, obviously. I'm still doing it. But like, you know, I started dabbling in photography and now we've started this podcast. And it's like whatever creative thing you have in mind that you feel like could be like a passion for you that you're really yeah. interested in. Like, why not get into it? It doesn't mean you like let go of everything you've done before. It's just like try different things like you're saying and maybe you lean more towards one than the other but oh, totally yeah, yeah. Like, it happens all the time like i think i think we think we have to do one thing instead of like you can do all these other things it doesn't mean you're just that or just that like i think people just the problem is we label it as like oh you're right. a 
you're a graphic designer. Like, it's like, no, you can just do everything. It's okay. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. Especially, like, nowadays, like, it's rare to find someone who just does, like, one thing. Right. That's true. And I feel like that's something that even is, you know, in the past I heard from people, you know, like, oh, you really need to focus on one thing and you need to pick a lane and, and really, like, work at it and go hard at it. And I think there's a lot of merit and value to that. Yeah. Like, I think definitely practice makes perfect. And if you're just sticking your toes into all of these different things, if you will, then you're not going to really establish like a voice or a product or brand or whatever you want to call it that would allow you to like continue on with it. But at the same time, you definitely should not shut yourself off to other things, especially when I feel like a lot of, I mean, maybe you can speak to this, but. I would imagine that there have been a lot of experiences where it's really helped you that you had sort of some facility with these other things like graphic design and art and other things like that. And something I hear a lot is like wearing many hats. So it's kind of like on one hand, you definitely want to grind and make yourself good at one thing and be a beast at it. But on the other hand, keeping those doors open, I'm sure can help you out a lot in certain situations. Yeah, no, totally. Like, for example, like, I shot something with a homie maybe, like, two weeks ago. And since I have, like, photo experience, like, I get how studio lighting and stuff works. So she was having issues with just, like, her settings. And I'm like, oh, I can just help you. But I was like, it wasn't my job to be the photographer or anything. I was, like, there to, like, model something. And it's like, oh, but I can help you with photography. And then, for example, like, I started picking up kind of, like, IG filters and, like, started doing work on that stuff. And, like, me knowing graphics and, like, little tricks has helped me have a step up on people who just pick it up and just don't know anything and just need like the assets but it's kind of like i can create all the assets and make the filter for you so like obviously it's it's more of an appeal to like oh work with this guy because you don't have to do way less work than if you didn't work with someone like that you know it's just little things like that where it's like they comes in handy to like know a bunch of different things yeah i think that's dope i wanted to i guess dive into the graphic design a little more if you because i know like two of your biggest things in there have been this kind of slogan that you created, the Some Days Off, that's yeah. kind of become like own like small brand for you. Yeah. And then you're also, you've had like a, a big hit, I feel like, with these vintage 90s like rap style tees that yeah. you're like applying to like <laughs> celebrities these days. <laughs> yeah, I caught a really good wave with that one. <laughs> yeah. So how'd you like dive into both of those things? I guess first it was Some Days Off. So how did that whole like motto start for you? Yeah, no, definitely. I'll start with that. Yeah. So like, since I started doing anything creative, a big thing has been, like, a lot of people know me as, like, oh, you do so much. Like, when do you take a break? And the truth is, like, right. I wasn't for a really long time. I was, like, working all the time, creating. And then at one point, I became, like, a full-time uh, marketing manager for, like, this one brand I was working with. And I was, like, burning out because I'm, like, dude, I'm trying to do this, but then also do freelance stuff. And right. I'm, like, yeah, there's, like, no time for me to do anything. And, like, in my mind, I'm, like, I really have this, like, no days off mentality, but I'm, like, I kind of need some days off or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that became its own thing where it's like, you don't want to feel bad about taking a day off from like anything you're doing, because then you'll feel like you're stagnant. But yeah, the brand itself just grew from like, realizing like, yo, it's fine. If you take a day off, like the world's not going to end, you know, and I guess a lot of people were relating to that because they were feeling burnout and like all that stuff. And yeah, it just became like its own thing, I guess. And the whole idea is just like, take a break. There's nothing wrong with it. Take a day off. Like the whole no days off mentality is like an old thing, I guess. And right trying to do away with that essentially and like yeah we do that through like clothing obviously because that's like my I guess my main medium lately and it became like it was like just like one graphic tee that wasn't even going to be a thing like i didn't want to make it clothing at first 
I was just going to make it just like random IG content that mm-hmm. I was doing. And then a bunch of people were like, yo, make this into shirts, make this into shirts. And I'm like, I don't really want to yet, guys. Um, <laughs> like a lot of the times, if you look at some of the graphics I do on my page, the first comment would be like, oh, make this into a shirt. And I'm like, guys, not everything has to be. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, right. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like you're getting into, you know, I don't know, like urban outfitters territory or target. Yeah. Or <laughs> just throw like, anything on a shirt. Yeah, I'm going to throw anything on a shirt, guys, and you're, you might buy it. Um, which like, yeah, like I try not to do. I try to be a little more selective. There's definitely times when I have like random ideas where I'm like, oh, this could be funny. I'm just going to throw this on a shirt. But mm-hmm. yeah, like I didn't want it to be a clothing thing. So waited like maybe three months and I want to do something different instead of me selling clothes to people. So I started off putting clothing up on Bandcamp because yeah, I wanted to realize their uh, pay what you want option. So the first tee I ever made, I sold for a dollar and that kind of made people like go nuts because they thought I was kidding. And I was <laughs> like, no, I was like, if you want to pay a dollar, you can pay a dollar for it. It's All not right. really, like meant to make hella bread on it. And I limited it, obviously. I did, like, I think 25 of them. And they sold out in, like, 15 seconds. Wow. <laughs> it was kind of like a, holy shit, did not expect this. <laughs> right. um, everyone's hitting me, like, yo, it sold out. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I don't know how that happened, but <laughs> it sold out. You're like, I'll, I'll get right back to work. <laughs> yeah. I guess I'm going to do work again. Yeah, and then it turned into this thing where the interesting thing about it was, like, I think when we two people paid a dollar, the rest of the 23 paid more than a dollar. So it became this interesting thing where it's like people are willing to pay certain prices for things because they, they're just like, oh, it's cool. And yeah, it became like interesting where it's like I could do that and not have to worry about like, oh, you're actually going to buy it for a dollar. And the funny thing about that is that started that T-shirt was the reason why I got my first pop up for it. Like a brand hit me up that was like, hey, we were going to buy all your shirts and resell them at the shop. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like this. um. They make soap and shit, and but they like they're from Jersey City and like they know me and like they've seen my work through other people and they're like yeah like all your stuff usually sells out really fast so we never chance to get it but we're like oh it's a dollar you can just get a bunch of them and sell them for normal price and I'm like oh that's cool they're like but <laughs> want to just do a pop up at our shop and I'm like oh yeah that's fine I'll do that <laughs> but it was like this weird random thing where I was like oh I was not expecting that and it's almost like a they were trying to do like a reselling opportunity yeah yeah close. <laughs> glad, I'm glad to create these for people like you know <laughs> as long as you appreciate the idea that's all I care about. Right. Yeah. So I ended up doing a pop up with them, and it was like it was one of the most chillest things ever. Like I literally just got like a bunch of white claw for homies, and then like mad chicken from Popeyes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and then had my homies, one of my homies, dude, DJ. That's a combo. Yeah. It was like, dude, like you can't go wrong. And it was just really like we did it on a Sunday for like four hours. People came through. I sold the shirts for like regular price, and then introduced like another shirt. And yeah, it was kind of a hit. Like everyone was like, yo, this is a really good vibe. Like people just pulled up, got food, got clothes like you could smoke weed because we're outside everyone's just like oh this is a great vibe like you created something like i'm like thanks guys we should keep doing stuff like this and yeah it was just like a really cool thing to do and like have my homies take a day off with me you know Um, yeah that's awesome yeah and since then i think i've done like a bunch more teas and i just do them right like here and there now because the main thing about me with brands is like i don't want to feel like i'm obligated to make a tea every season or whatever Mm -hmm. um i'd rather just do it like when i feel like like so say it's a monday and i'm like oh, I have this really cool idea. I'm just going to put it out and see what happens. And it's really good, like, just to test out these ideas sometimes, you know? Right. Yeah. You don't want to, like, saturate the market either of, like, yeah. just everybody's yeah. buying your T-shirts and so you're like, all right, I got to make, like, 20 every fall now or something. Yeah. So it's really cool because it's, like, sometimes it'll literally be up for, like, a day. And then people hit me later, like, yeah, what happened? I'm like, I said 24 hours. I just thought I'm playing. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm serious. I didn't want to keep it up open that long. And yeah, like the, the, then there'll be times I'm, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna leave it up for the week. So do what you guys want to do with it. But yeah, I think that's like been the 
with all my drops, that's the one thing I do. Like, it's you never know how long it's gonna be up, and you know it's gonna be limited quantities no matter what. So it makes it special if you got a tea. Yeah, I mean, I think you created a demand for it with like those limited time slots, and also, like you said, when you started, people could pay whatever price they wanted. So people were getting like awesome shit for like you know a dollar if they wanted to pay a dollar, and then when you started like setting prices or whatever, it was like people were tied to the brand now. And yeah. So they didn't mind paying more because they're like, oh, it's still fire. And yeah. I got all these, like, you know, come-ups beforehand, so why not? Yeah, like, I have homies who have, like, everything I've ever dropped. And they're like, yeah, I can't wait till you become poppin' so then I can resell the stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> but, like, but shout-out to the <laughs> Shout-out to the hustle, for sure. Yeah, yeah and, like, I, I guess I apply that same idea with the whole uh, vintage tea thing. I was just, like, chilling and just was like, oh, this would be really cool if someone just remade certain ones that i wanted or mm-hmm. like artists that like you'd never see for example like i'll do larry larry june who's like not mainstream mainstream but like enough people know him but you definitely don't see vintage rap tees with him on it and then obviously i'll do like people who like are obviously popping like i'll make my own version of a Day one which is like that was like the fan favorite throughout like every drop because like who doesn't love Day? yeah i'll just like That's... do random things yeah exactly i'll do like random things like i did the last round i did everyone who follows me knows i'm like a big curb and seinfeld fan so I did like yeah. the Larry David one. And yeah, I, did, like, I gotta ask, like, what's the what's the Larry David like? That's like your goat, it seems like. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> like what's the like, connection there? I grew up just Same. watching Seinfeld, so I don't know. Like, it just became like a thing where I'm like, yeah, like I really find this very funny. And then obviously, when I got older, I watched Curve, and I'm like, oh, yeah, this is fucking hilarious. Like, I love everything he does. And yeah, Especially like, as I've like gotten older too. Yeah, because you, you know. get it more. <laughs> You're like, I understand it now. Right. Yeah, so a lot of times I'll do like Larry David stuff. Like I think one of the one of the early things I did was the like, Larry David Supreme T-shirt. I'm yep. like, still lacks me to redrop that to this day, and I'm just like, <laughs> nah, you guys are good. You should have caught it when you caught it. Sorry. I feel like that really could have popped off, and then you would have had Supreme coming at you. Yeah, I mean, at first, <laughs> the funny thing is when I first did it, I put like posters around New York, and I was like, oh damn, then, like, I had homies in the city, and they're like, yo, they're they're down, and I'm like, yo, could they just leave up for like a, <laughs> two days? I was like, god damn, it would been hilarious. That's but yeah, like, yeah. So it was like it's dope. But yeah, I do like a bunch of random stuff like that all the time. So applied that same idea to the vintage tea thing. And like I said, yeah, did Larry David, Pharrell, R.I.P. Robin Williams did him too because you know streetwear king. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I did clips. I think there was, there was one more I did. I think, but I can't remember off the top of my head. That was just like the most recent. But uh, I just started applying that idea to just different things. Like, what if rock bands had vintage rap style tees? So that was right. like, that was the thing before that where I did like. Nirvana, Red Hot Chili Peppers, and Oasis. And then there's a My Chemical Romance one, but I just never dropped it. Mm. I was like, Uh-oh. I was like, got you that guys, in the chamber. Yeah, I was like, you guys, <laughs> we, gotta, we, gotta wait, we gotta wait this one out. And it's yeah, it's, it's just about doing just like cool stuff that I like, want to see. And like, hopefully enough people want them that they're like, oh, yeah, I kind of want this too. So luckily yeah. I, haven't, I haven't missed crazy, so we're still doing good. I mean, yeah, that's super cool. And that's something that certainly there's a huge, huge market or interest in repurposing kind of these old styles and you mentioned Seinfeld and Curb and Seinfeld especially I feel like that's a perfect example of looking back in the past and seeing like one of my favorite things about it is all this like crazy gear Jerry is wearing and like his Nike game after a certain point is just insane and like these are shoes that are you know getting re-released for hundreds of dollars today so it's like, I feel like, you know, when I was in high school, there were all these sort of like Tumblr blogs about like 
Seinfeld style or whatever. And <laughs> some of these pictures of him wearing these crazy shoes, I'm like, whoa, are these like photoshopped yeah, see, or something? Yeah, you see episodes okay. where he's like wearing fives and stuff, and you're just like, wait. Yeah, this man had like all the J's. Yeah, yeah dude, dude. Just that's some it. super calm shit yeah. too. Like, no, totally, dude. It, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, like a, it's a lot of like culturally important stuff that like I guess kind of gets overlooked unless you like unless someone looks back and decides, okay, new people have to like know about this. So right. I just I guess took that upon myself and decided to do stuff like that. Right, and through a completely different lens, you know, because yeah. like obviously we all grew up in the '90s and we saw how it was the biggest show in the world and you can definitely see how it has its fingerprints all over the modern sitcom and everything like that but yeah i mean looking at it through the lens of like you said the style is significant you know and it shows kind of that 90s look in new york whatever and certainly he was tapped into a certain thing so yeah it's cool to kind of take this thing that's known completely for comedy right or like you mentioned the rock bands they never have had anything close to like one of those old no limit shirts or you know things like that but flipping in a different way you know it's cool and makes people think about it in a in sort of different light yeah i think that's that's like the biggest thing like a lot of people they don't want to try something and they're like within their vision because they're like oh someone already did this but it's like they didn't they didn't do it like you so you have a totally different set of experiences from that person so like try doing stuff in a way you'd like to see it like that's how I approach product all the time. Like it's like, oh, what do I want out of this instead of like, oh, what's cool right now? Because like the crazy thing is like some of these teas might like go out later and like they're not super popping right now, but then 20, 30 years down the line, you're gonna see them again. And you're like, holy shit, I want that. And it's right. like it's like, oh, but if you didn't make that 30 years ago, no one would realize that, you know? Exactly. Um, I feel like that happens like a lot of the times. It's like, oh shit, I should have did this 20 years ago. What's wrong with me? Like I feel <laughs> a lot of older people say that all the time, and I'm like, yeah, you kind of should have. <laughs> <laughs> and i feel like you're almost bringing like subcultures together with those like vintage rap tees because yes. i mean like not a lot of people might expect that someone that's like super into hip-hop is also like a big like curb dude so putting that together on a tee <laughs> is like showing that you can have interest in both these things you know yeah i mean i think people are multifaceted and like a lot of the times there's certain things you're like you don't show people like it's like oh i'm just gonna show the thing people think are, are cool or whatever Instead yeah. of like showing everything, it's like you can like rap music and like her and like rock shit and like watch anime and still be like a normal person, you know? Exactly. Um, yeah. So like it's it's just super fun to just be able to be myself and like people enjoy that. Yeah, putting yourself into your work is dope, and that's how people get to know your authentic self. And I think people, especially nowadays, appreciate that authenticity. Yeah. No. Totally. Even with like one of my newer projects, uh, Fake Plant Club, I didn't expect a lot of people. To totally just get the idea off the bat. I find that I hit things at the right time. Like, quarantine just started, and, like, everyone's into plants. And I literally just started, like, a plant Instagram that's called Fake Plant Club. Because, like, of a joke one of my homies made about, like, how I have fake plants in my crib. I live in a basement, so it's, like, there's not a lot of sunlight in here. So right. real plants would not thrive. And they were like, yo, those plants are fake. And I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm, <not hilarious. laughs> I'm like, I care about plants, so I'm not going to kill them by putting them in a dark room. And it became, like, a thing where, like, it's supposed to be like a totally different style of graphic design that I started doing that like people really started digging and yeah, like gearing up to like do an- another clothing drop with it. It's been anticipated for a while. Like I basically covered Nike, Adidas and Reebok logos in different mm-hmm. flowers. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And then a bunch of people just kept asking me like, yo, when are you dropping this? When are you dropping this? And I'm like, yo, give it time. I'm working on stuff. I'll figure it out. And yeah, gearing up to drop it now and like super excited because it's like, 
I literally started this idea in quarantine and see it come to like fruition is like really cool, you know? Definitely. Dude, totally. Yeah. That's one of the things that really struck me when I was looking at your page. Like I mentioned earlier, it's just creating these little pages and from hearing your descriptions, just kind of like a cool little cool little idea. Maybe I guess photo journal or photo blog of sorts would be an appropriate way to describe it. But I feel like just from looking at that and Serial Boys, you know, and everything else, I just kind of like got your vibe through that. And like, how how do you sort of like approach curating those pages, you know, to not necessarily shooting everything there or maybe not anything, but I definitely got a very strong sense of everything you said about avoiding the burnout and making sure to go at your own pace and, and take time to relax and chill and, and stuff like that. I totally got that from just hopping around these pages. So how would you say you approach sort of the curation side of what you're doing as opposed to like the shooting side? Yeah, like I appreciate that you can see that. At first, I think when I first started it, my boy was like, yeah, if you start a page and you post like twice a day, you're naturally just going to grow. And then I was like, all right, you're making this into a job once again, but I don't think it has to be. So like, yeah. let's just find a bunch of really cool stuff that you like, save it somewhere. And then when you feel like posting or like you have a chance, just post. And then I think I utilize stories a lot generally when I'm doing curation because I feel like people might not see your post, but they'll definitely see your story like nine times out of 10. And yeah, I just think it's just take a super relaxed mentality to it and just do it when you can instead of like feeling like, oh, I'm turning this into a job. Like I have to post this. So I grow to this many followers or this many people see it. It's like if yeah. you spend the time looking for quality instead of like quantity, people are going to gravitate towards stuff naturally, which is luckily how it's been happening so far. Like a bunch of my homies end up seeing it and then they're like, they share it with their friends and it became like a whole thing where it's like, oh, what's fake plant club? And it's, it's become this really cool community of people who like just dig plants. That's dope. And, yeah. And like just cool things about plants. So it's fun, you know? But yeah, I think just do stuff at your own pace and just figure out works what works for you and don't feel like you have to like work with someone else's blueprint. I think that's like the a really big thing. Yeah. I think when you try to stick to like that routine set schedule of like posting content, you know, twice a day or every day or whatever. I mean, same thing we've talked before of like the some days off, like you get burned out from doing it and you don't really get as excited about sharing the things because you feel like you're just doing it because you have to like be on this strict deadline as opposed to genuinely sharing things that you want to share when you want to share them. Yeah, exactly. Like if you want to do that, just get a job as a social media manager. You'll be right. posting you'll be posting things when people are knocked out and or when you're out like partying with your friends and you're just like, wait, why am I doing work right now? Like <laughs> Yeah. Like I'm supposed to be having fun or relaxing, like, you know? Exactly. So like is there a brand you want to put together to like merge all these things are you trying to create any sort of like lifestyle brand or clothing brand are you kind of like you said before just going with the flow and you do what you want when you want to do it or is there a, a certain end goal you have in mind not to be honest like i guess it's different facets of nabil and just kind of like me just being me right the funny thing is like even like the portfolio site like the site is called internettaughtme.com because the main thing is like i've learned things through the internet and everyone has like Instead of like just asking someone, you go to Google first now or like YouTube to like learn a new skill. Yeah. So like it was that was supposed to be my portfolio site and just like for me to show my work. And I just realized I'm like, oh, this is like the thing. Like now everyone knows like, oh, just go to that site and you'll cop a bunch of cool stuff. So yeah, I just don't think I feel like I have to put a brand name behind it or like feel like it has to be a thing. It's just like, oh, you're just in the bill's head. That's what it kind of is, you know? I mean, I guess technically you are the brand just yourself. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> 
but yeah, there's no like end goal. It's just like do stuff and just let it take its course. Whatever happens, happens. So yeah. you you mentioned earlier working in clothing was kind of yeah. your main, and you also mentioned working in sneakers and like shooting sneakers and stuff. Have you thought about potentially venturing into like producing your own shoe or anything like that? I mean, the thoughts crossed my mind, especially like you see a bunch of people doing like Jordans and like Nikes over. <laughs> um, with- I actually just commissioned a home friend to do a custom pair of Air Force Ones. Nice. Yeah, that's like I feel like the Air Force One is like a really good canvas to work on for like everything. It's like yeah, just a for sure. perfect shoe. That and like Jordan Ones, obviously, but like yeah, there's something really good about like having an Air Force that's custom. Like I have a a pair that I like I paint in all the time and just like do errands in. And when I first got them, they were just like the Vachetta tan ones. And then I ended up airbrushing a bunch of like skulls on them. Ah, uh, yeah, so, like, I remember those. Yeah. So like that pair like I use for like everything. Like anytime you see me painting in something, it's like I'm usually wearing those. And yeah, I don't know. Uh, it'd be cool. <laughs> like I know in my head like if I got to work with a sneaker brand what I would do kind of. But until then, yeah, I'm just gonna have fun and just like custom shit, I guess. Like if someone wants me to paint on Air Forces, I'll do it. It's just like whatever happens, happens. It seems to be like the, I guess the general theme of my my life is like whatever happens happens. Let's figure it. We're gonna figure it out somehow. Yeah, but I think I don't know if you've seen the the Nike by you like workshop thing. Yeah. I feel like if you somehow got linked up with that, you could definitely come up with some crazy shit. Maybe we'll see. <laughs> I need someone to put in a word for me. I know they usually like. I always miss when they take submissions. So like I'm like oh yeah. I always like find out too late. I'm like oh shit. You guys trust people. I'm like yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So what's what's coming up next for you, Dan? What are the? I know you said you're planning on dropping some of these like fake plant club teas again. Do you have any other teas lined up after that, or other projects that you're excited about? Yeah, um, I have like a bunch of like it's a lot of fake plant club stuff. Like I have a bunch of collabs in the work of people that like they're just sitting on designs. Kind mm-hmm. of. So it's more of like just me playing the waiting game and like figuring out like okay, when do I drop all this random stuff? And I've been doing like a lot of like random like artist merch lately. So my homie just dropped a project yesterday, and, like, I did his merch, so that should be coming out soon. And, yeah, like, I don't know, it's, it's a lot of just, like, random shit. Like, I might wake up tomorrow and be like, oh, I want to make a Selena tea. Like, let's, just, <laughs> let's right. just do it. Like, for example, like, I think it was the other week, there was a heavy conversation about the Birkin bags. Right. And, then, and yeah, I literally... Oh, yeah. Was like, yeah, I literally was like, you could probably have Birkin bag working tea money so i'm like all right working back to you. Yeah. and my homie like i said it at lunch to my homie and he thought i was joking and i'm and, like he got home and he was like yo i fucking hate you you just had the idea <laughs> i was like yeah it's simple like it's just it's stupid and it's like these things become just like commentary i'm like how i feel about things sometimes and yeah like you never know there might be a whole collection tomorrow that i just came up with tonight that happens yeah. like 90 percent of the time like it's just me with insomnia sometimes just like oh i have this idea i can't get out my head so like, let's just make it I just think that's awesome because I think something that struck me about everything you've been talking about is really, I don't know what the word is, but kind of subverting a lot of these sort of like norms or widespread or widely held beliefs about what it takes to be a grinder and a creative, you know, and, yeah. and somebody putting the work in, in what you're saying about, yeah, I just go with the flow and, you know, I'm not focused on a trajectory or I need to be here at this point or I need to be here at this point, which is something I see all the time about yeah. people interested in fashion or music or whatever. I need to have this accomplished at this point. So it's just, I mean, not really a question, but just kind of a commentary. It's, I think it's awesome that you're doing all this dope shit, but then in this conversation, you're revealing that, yeah, you know, you don't have to be this sort of 
no sleep, you know, I'll, <laughs> you yeah, know yeah. I, I don't get tired, whatever, you know, <laughs> whatever you want to say, cliche, you know, yeah, like yeah. thing. And, the facade of like, you're not tired. Yeah. Right. Or, you know, I love what you said about like commentary on like the discussion and what's on social media and whatever. Because social media these days is just crazy. I mean, it's like so many people are just on there to sort of throw out something like, you know, somebody with no connection to like fashion or whatever at all will just get on there, just shit all over like people doing that or whatever. Yeah. It can create a very sort of toxic environment if you give it that power, you know, yeah, exactly. and you start thinking, oh, I'm 27 and I haven't done this or I'm whatever age and I haven't done this. So it's okay. just dope to see you really like getting after it. But at the same time, yeah, man, appreciate yeah, it. Thinking completely differently. Yeah, totally. Yeah, no, I think I think a lot of people need to like just know that like these expectations of other people in your head, like you gotta kind of do away with them at some point. It's just gonna let you down to be like, oh, oh, I'm 26 and I don't have this together or I don't have. It's like calm down. Like people, the problem is people see people figuring it out in real time, right. and to them it's like, oh shit, this person's like younger than me and they have their whole life together, and it's like. Yeah. Yeah, they're showing you that part, but they're not showing you, like, the stress they have. Like, it's all just to make you think, like, oh, shit, I need to be doing this. And it's like, no, you can chill out. Like, you'll figure it out eventually. Like, people figure out stuff when they're 35. It's totally fine. You know, just keep doing what you're doing. Like, for example, like, was it Picasso or one of them? Like, half people are famous when they died. They weren't famous <laughs> when they lived. Like, but no one's, like, thinking about that. They're just like, oh, they do really good at work. And it's like, yeah, right. but no one, no one, like, fucked with it until they were dead. So, like, you can chill out. It's fine. Just enjoy your life. Exactly. And and it comes back to one of the first things you said in this chat. You got to do it for yourself first, because everybody wants to be, you know, a star or whatever. But how many people really have a connection to the medium in which they're working, the music, the art, whatever. And people get that. And if your motivation is just, I want to blow, I want to, I want to be famous, I want to be yeah. a hotshot. I want to then... flex on Twitter. I want to flex on Twitter and Instagram that I like have. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, ex you know, exactly. And that's not going to translate in a way that a real like piece of work or, you know, something that you like you guys both said, something you might be thinking, oh, God, you know, it's not perfect. It's not yeah. it's not the idea in my head, but just yeah, totally. put it out there and see what people say. Yeah, like I totally got away from the whole idea of like stuff has to look a certain way or like be a certain way. Like my Twitter and my Instagram are like not what you expect of like a traditional like artist. Like, there's, there's random, like, videos on my Twitter of, like, me just doing dumb shit or, like, other things I find funny. Like, I randomly start the uh, cereal is soup argument every month with my followers. It's, like, <laughs> it blows people's mind. They hate the shit. But um, <laughs> any, chance, like, any chance I get, I try to, like, fuck with people. Like, Twitter's just a game to me. And then my IG is, like, I'll post, like, random music videos that I just have to fuck with. Or, like, it's not work all the time. Right. But, like, when I drop something, you're going to see it. But uh, it always gets people off. They're like, wait, how are you this creative, but you do this all this dumb shit? I'm like... Because I'm not just a creative all the time. I'm like, I'm a normal person. I do, yeah, exactly. I, I do random shit. And yeah, it's like always funny to like see that. Like, I just think, I think I just want to change people's minds of like, you don't have to be that way. You can still enjoy this. It doesn't have to be all work all the time, you know? Yeah, I think it, it's important that people show more sides of themselves and don't just stick to showing only one trait and that's all that you share with the world. Because it's just like such a, I don't know, just like a, such a thin layer. Yeah, it's like one dimensional. Yeah, exactly. No one's one-dimensional. Yeah. I was just going to say, just to reiterate what you said, you can separate the work and who you are as a person. I mean, you know, to an extent. Like, I mean, yeah. obviously, we have the situation of an incredible artist, Kanye West, making some very, yeah. you know, questionable <laughs> things. So, obviously, yeah. there are exceptions. Yeah. But, like, 
what you're talking about, like, yeah, I can goof off on Twitter and, and, and stuff like that. And I don't have to have this like razor sharp cutting edge vibe and look across yeah. everything. You can be both. And it's totally fine because all these sort of social media rules are all just made up. You yeah, know? definitely. Going back to when you were talking about like doing it for yourself, I think that we see a lot of people maybe get to a, a point of fame where they're doing it for other reasons or doing it for the fame or for the money. And then after like a year, you see them fizzle out. They did it for, you know, those different reasons that don't really work out in the long run. And so it's like, unless you're doing it for yourself, it's not something that's going to last. And I think people notice that too. I think whatever audience you create, they're not like fools. Like they, they know when you're actually being yourself and like doing stuff that you actually care about or if you're just doing it for a response. Oh, totally. Yeah, like there's like a bunch of things that like they become like get rich quick schemes and like you go year and year and you're like, wait, why is this around? isn't around anymore? And you're like, oh, because they were just in it for the money. They didn't really care. Yeah, like, exactly. The, new, the newest thing now is like, I'm watching it with like happens with fitteds right now. Everyone has a fitted brand that fitteds are like 150 and up and you're looking at it like, why isn't anyone saying that something crazy is going on here right now? Like you're buying a fitted for this much, like it doesn't, it doesn't add up. Like unless it, it's just yeah. nuts. And I'm like, I'm watching people go crazy, and like fitteds are being treated like sneakers. Like there's lines, there's resell on fitteds. Like it's like nuts. Um, that's and wild. like yeah, but there's a bunch of people like that's gonna be a fad, and people are gonna bite into it. And then after like a year or two, it's gonna be like, oh, we're over fitteds. We're not wearing them again. You know, we're yeah. like we're not we're not going this crazy as we were this one year. And I think it's, it has a lot to do with how people just hop on fads and like trends. Instead yep. of like just doing what they want to do and like that becoming the trend naturally of like, oh, I was doing this for like two years and then now people want it, you know? I mean, if you're working off a trend, it's like it's literally like the definition of a trend is that it's like hot for a time and then it goes yeah. away. So yeah. if you're making stuff based off trends then you're always going to have to change yourself as opposed yeah. to just stick it to who you are. Yeah, exactly. We see that every day in front of us and like we all know by now. So, yeah. Right. Brian, should we dip into a quick little segment before we get out of here? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I've picked the last few, so so how about you take a go? <laughs> Honestly, I was about to go with the, the one you've been picking lately, because I feel like our, our guest right now is like the ultimate creative and just knows like so many dope people in the community. So yeah, this is why you're writing my bio. <laughs> well, well connected. Yeah, I, I got you, bro. <laughs> But, Yo, uh, Joe, yeah, can we get a transcript of this? And then <laughs> do, you wanna give me, do you think you could get me a first draft maybe by, like, noon tomorrow? Is that doable? <laughs> yeah. Just let me yeah. know. Let me know. It's just going to be, like, a one-word thing on my uh, website. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, we'll get right on that, though. But, yeah, so we have this segment that we do a bunch of times at the end. It's called Have You Met? And it basically sticks in with the neighborhood theme of the show. So basically, we ask you to share one other creative that you're cool with. Or, I mean, you might not even know them personally, but you're just like a big fan of their work that you would want, like to spotlight and share with the people. So one of my favorites lately, I've been kind of into like sculpting and shit like that. I think it's like Brock or something. Brock DeBoer. His Instagram's like B underscore R underscore O underscore C underscore K. And he does a lot of sculpting. And he does like Jordan 1s out of like porcelain and stuff like that sometimes. It's been super cool to just like watch him do stuff. And he's not from here, obviously, like Jersey City at least. But uh, yeah, I've been following his stuff for like a while now. And like it's always super dope seeing that stuff. And it's kind of like Daniel Arsham esque, 
but like not really. So it's like really cool yeah. to see his stuff. And then as far as local, my homie Will, his Instagram is made by ill, and like he's kind of like I guess my design. I wouldn't say teacher, but like if I need a tip on design, the teacher I go to. Okay. He's done a bunch of stuff like Sabbath NYC was like a brand a while ago. He like used to design for them, and he does his brand now, uh, Good Friends NYC, and like it's it's always like something really cool. And like me and him always send stuff back and forth of like, yo, do you see this? Oh, do you, do you, what's this new thing you designed? And yeah, it's like super cool to like watch him work in general. Yeah, I think that's who I would definitely shout out and put a spotlight on. Yeah, that sounds dope. Like I think I've seen some of your boy Will's work. I have to dive back into it, but... Yeah, like, he's, he does stuff for, like, everyone. <laughs> like, literally, right. like, some of the favorite stuff you've seen for, like, other people, you're just like, oh, wait, he designed that? And you're just like, holy shit. It's, like, family to me, so... Yeah, yeah. Like, I love his, love his stuff all the time. There's, like, so many super creatives, like, in this area, it's hard to, like, name, like, one, yeah? Like, yeah, I, mean, I know you got a whole community. Yeah, yeah. Stuff. It'd be crazy if, like, I'd have to do, like, one of those, like, Jesus and Mero AKAs if I had to, like, name everyone. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> We'd be here for, like, like two days or something. For sure. Yeah. Shout out to them, though. Yeah, man. people. Make totally. Sure and yeah, I mean, just uh, checking you out on IG, like I mentioned before, just scrolling through your page, you link out to so many other people. Yep. So it's like, that's just like a hub in itself. Yeah, if, if anyone ever needs a recommendation on something or someone, let me know. I definitely will put you on some dope people. Like, I'm, like I said, like I'm always putting other people on like stuff. Even if I can't do it, I know someone who could probably do it. Well, there you go. For all the listeners, if you're looking for a creative to work with, he's your guy. Yeah, hit me up, guys. Jersey City's own Nabil. Nabil, thanks for sitting down with us, man. It was an awesome discussion. Oh, thank you guys, man. Appreciate what you guys are doing. Love it. Thanks, bro. Yeah, no, really appreciate you getting on the show. And, and we'll be looking we'll be looking out for that MCRT. Got you. We'll come out eventually. <laughs> I'll give you guys that sneak peek. There you go. We gotta get a we gotta get a your neighbor is tea too. Vintage your neighbor is rap tea. Let me know. You said that. <laughs> and 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 speaking of teas. I actually got my Goods Perdido X Nabil bad bad nice. ombre shirt. There on you right go. Now. Nice. Starting your day right. Yeah, man. <laughs> Thanks for bringing me on that, by the way. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Came out clean. Yeah, that was one of my favorites recently. Word. All right then. Thanks right, again, y'all. my guy. Shout out to all the listeners. Thank you guys. Yep. No doubt. Thanks to everybody tuning in week on week. We love y'all. And this has been another episode of Your Neighbor Is. I'm Brian. I'm Gabe. And I'm Nabil. And thank you all for listening. And Nabil, again, thank you for sitting down. And we'll keep eyes peeled to what you got in the chamber. Appreciate you guys. Anytime. Catch all of y'all later, then. Deuces. Deuces. Deuces.